Shalom to everyone. Really a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you, the YU. Wonderful Torah place. In all, one of the most important places of Torah in the world, especially in the States. And we are, we are working many, many years together with YU. I think that my first lecture in YU was about 30 years ago. Baruch Hashem. And it's always a pleasure to share with you the great Torah from Eretz Chemda. If we mention Mizrahi, I only want to share with you one fact. My great-grandfather, his name was Rav Yosef Gershon Urvitz, I was named after him. He was the rabbi, the chief rabbi of Mea Shearim in Yerushalayim. He was the head of Yeshivat Mea Shearim, and he was a dayan on the wedding of Rav Frank, which was the chief rabbi of Yerushalayim. Why I am telling it to you? Because he established the Mizrahi in Yerushalayim together with Rav Avraham Yitzchak HaKohen Kuk at his yeshiva, Yeshivat Meashari. And he was saying in the first years of Medinat Israel, after that he unfortunately passed away, Alel in Bracha in Yom HaAtzmaut. On Yom Yerushalayim, he didn't say Alel because he already passed away. <laughs> okay, Moray Rabotai. The question of separation between religion and state, some people here are calling it a separation between religion and another thing, which I don't want to mention. Uh, state is better. And... Uh, Many, many years, maybe all over the history of Jews outside of Israel, Jews really suffered because of no separation between state and church. Here in the States, Jews are enjoying freedom also because of the separation. But every coin has two sides. The other side is paying tuition for the kids, for the grandchildren, and uh, this is the price. When we are going to check how supposed to be a Jewish state, if in the Jewish state like Israel, which we hope that Israel is not only a state for Jews, but especially a Jewish state, we need to ask ourselves the halachi question, what is the Torah opinion regarding separation between religion and state? Not everything is easy to find sources for, but if we are going in the footsteps of Rav Shaul Israeli, my mentor, Zechat Tzadik Livracha, he was a giant of Torah, and he was teaching us to try to find with creativity source for every halachic issue, if we have modern issues, we can find sources in the ocean of Torah that we have from all of the, the generations before us. So, the prophets and our sages have many, many ways to say their opinion. I'm sure that many of you are familiar with Rabbi Kav, from KBY. One day Rabbi Kav, my friend, was walking on the lawn in Kerem Beyavne 
with an empty page. So the students asked him, why you are going with an empty page and you are looking at it like you are reading it, what you are reading? He is answering, I'm learning Torah. So they looked at him and they asked, how? He said, when I'm learning Torah, I'm learning from two things. I'm learning from what is written, and I'm learning also from what is not written. What is written in between the lines. So our sages sometimes, when they are not speaking about something, they are speaking in a very loud voice. I will give you one example. If you are familiar with the book of Melachim, on Perek Yudzain of Sefer Melachim, something is happening. A big change. The prophet is stopping to speak about Malchut Yehuda and starting to speak 99% on Malchut Israel. Why? They are going back to Malchut Yehuda only on Perek Tet of Melachim Bet. In between we have the book of Eliyahu and Elisha. Why they are stopping to speak about the kings of Judah? And the answer is, this is the way to criticize them. Not to speak about them. Because the kings of Judah on this time were terrible. I'm not going to speak about it now. I only gave one example. I will give another way of our sages to say something. Sometimes our sages are using special terms. And if you have the ability to find them, you can learn a lot from it. What Nechama had called Milamancha. Sometimes they are using once a special term as a footnote to say, take a look in another place in the Tanakh that the prophets are using it. I will give you an example. Ktonet Pasim, where is it mentioned? <coughs> in the beginning of Parashat, Vayeshev, everyone knows it. But there is another place in the Tanakh which mentioning once more Ktonet Pasim. It's on Shmuel Bet, Perek Yud Gimel. And it means made the connection between these two places in the Tanakh because all the Tanakh is one book and this is the way to send us a message how to learn more in depth. So now I am going back to our topic and I want to show you how by building up a structure without saying anything directly we can understand, try to understand the opinion of our sages, the opinion of the prophets of an issue. I will give you an example for a structure which we can learn a lot from it and then we will go to our topic. Let's go back, we are now on Vaikra, let's go back to Shmot. The second half of the Chumash of Shmot, the structure is that Mishkan, Shabbat, Chet Egel, Shabbat, Mishkan. 
and the Gra and the students of the Gra made from it what we call in Hebrew Mat Amim. So many things we can learn from it. From what? From the structure. So let's now go to the structure of the building of the Jewish state 3,000 years ago when David, the first King David, made the declaration of independence. When it happened, you can see on source number one, the beginning of Perek A in Sefer Shmuel Bet. To be a king, it's not enough that the prophet is telling God wants you. You need you need the recognition of the people. The nation is supposed to say, yes, we want you. It's not enough that God wants you. And this is what's happening here. Vayavor kol shivtei Yisrael el David Hebrona Vayomru, etc. They representatives from all the tribes came to Hebron and they were telling David who was still now <coughs> the king of the tribe of Judah only we want you to be the king of all the nations. With such a recognition he can establish now the establishment of his new state. And what he is doing? Take a look on Pasuk Yud Aleph. First of all, you know, first of all, he is taking over Yerushalayim. He is moving from Hebron to Yerushalayim and making a strong declaration. Yerushalayim is going to be from now forever the capital city for the Jewish state. This is a political statement. I'm going to have, I'm making a revolution. Till now, there was no a Jewish state from the time of Yahshua Binun till the time of David all the leader, leaders were regional leaders. David was the first one to be the national leader. And he is now choosing Yerushalayim, Amakom Asher Ifchar Hashem. It's not enough that Hashem choose Yerushalayim. The nation needs also to choose Yerushalayim. And Nachmanides is giving us a wonderful interpretation on Sefer Dvarim. Amakom asher ifchar Hashem according to Nachmanides is the place with which the Jews are choosing. It's not that the prophet is coming and telling us God choose this place. If the Jews are choosing this place it's a sign that Hashem did it. 
So David is making Jerusalem the capital city of the state. This is the first step. The second step is to open the foreign affairs ministry. You can make a declaration of independence, but if you are not getting a recognition from the other states, you are nothing. We need to remember it. To get a recognition from the other states is fundamental. It's something that you must have if you want to be really a state. So, how you get the recognition? By open embassies. And every embassy which will be open in Jerusalem is a recognition by the other nations that Israel, I'm speaking about 3,000 years ago, is an independent state. But this is also a way to make your state stronger. Why? If you have this relationship, you can improve very much the economy of your state. Because you can merchant. You can change knowledge. You can give something that you have too much and get something that you need. Who was the first one to open an embassy in Jerusalem in the time of David? Who? What? Hiram. Hiram, the king of Tzor, who he was the first one to recognize David as a king. And the result was very, very important. Israel, when the Jews are there, is a wonderful place for agricultural achievements. The land of Israel is giving fruits and vegetables wonderful. But Israel don't have other things like big trees, like cedars, like gold, other metals. Israel is a new state. What about engineering knowledge? The people of Hiram had the way to be in touch with many, many, many other states. Via what? The port. They were experts building ships. They knew the ways on the sea. They could help David to merchant and to bring whatever he needs to build up his facilities. So it was the gate to the world for, for David. They gave him knowledge, they gave him material, they gave him international recognition. And this is what we can read on Pasuk Yud Aleph, 
צור נאמבר 1, פסוק י"א, וישלח חירה מלך צור מלאכים, what is מלאכים? messengers, not angels, messengers, diplomatic messengers, אל דוד ועצי ארזים, סידר טריז, which gives him the opportunity and the ability to build up big buildings. וחרשי עץ, what is חרשי עץ? engineers. וחרשי אבן are also engineers with stones, with woods. ויבנו בית לדוד. בית, it's not his department. This is the things which he needed to build up the public life of his new state. This, the way to open embassies on this time was by marriages. And this is what Pasukius Gimel is telling us. This was the only way to make international relationships by marriage. We will speak about it later. So, here in Perek A, We are speaking about building up the political side of the Jewish state. But immediately, what is the next step on the next perek, on source number two? Making Yerushalayim the center of Torah, the center of Avodat Hashem for the new state. How is doing it? bringing the holy ark where to hear David to Yerushalayim. It means that from this moment Yerushalayim will be the capital city not only from this view of state but also from the point of view of religion. So King David made a combination between State and religion, he was against separation. The same place will be the capital city politically, in and outside, and this will be also the center of worshiping Hashem. What will be the next step? Building Beit HaMikdash. And this is what we can find on Perek Zayn. But then... Somebody stopped King David. Who? God. And told him, wait till the next generation. Why? We have no time to speak about it now. But we can see from the time of David that there is no separation between religion and state. But now we are going one generation later and we will see it much more stronger. Let's go to the next era, the time of King Shlomo. What? Let's see the structure. Melachim Aleph. The first two chapters are dealing with what? What is the title of the first two chapters? The question, who will be the next king? We have two candidates. One is young, only 12 years old, according to our sages. 
And the other one is a wonderful person. Everyone loves him. Charismatic. Very charismatic. Shlomo, the teenager, almost teenager, before Bar Mitzvah, and Andoniyahu ben Chagit. A wonderful person with all the good things. And the struggle was bitter. Bottom line, as the French people are saying, Chapeset Aisha. His mother took care and he became, with the help of the Prophet, Shlomo became the king. These are the two first chapters of Sefer Paragimel begins with a very strong statement. Let's see. Source number four. Paragimel. A strong declaration. Revolution. Vaitchaten Shlomo et paro melech mitzrayim. Vaikachet bat paro. Why this is the first fact to tell us regarding Shlomo as a king? Because this is the end of the story of Yetziat Mitzrayim. I will explain why. In Egypt, we, all of us, as we celebrate a week ago, we were the slaves of Pharaoh. After this pasuk, Pharaoh is our slave. After Yetziat Mitzrayim, we stop being slaves of Pharaoh. But Pharaoh is independent. In all history of the world, the way to say, I am above you, diplomatically and not diplomatically, was when the strong king took the daughter of the weak king. And he became his vassal. If Shlomo is taking the daughter of Pharaoh, it means that Shlomo is above Pharaoh. That Shlomo is the strongest king in the Middle East. Even Egypt is under him. It's a big chance, but it's also a big risk. As always, with every chance to win, there is a chance to lose. But this was a critical decision. And first, the prophet is choosing to tell us Politically, Shlomo is the strongest one, the strongest king in the Middle East. Okay. Now, Perg Dalet is working on the establishment. He has a government, and we have here the list of all the officers, and the people who are the ministers, is building up the political side of the Jewish state. Let's go now to page, to the next page, page number three, source number five. After describing in details 
how King Shlomo built up his state. Now the prophet is going to, to tell us how King Shlomo built up the spiritual, the religious part of his state. And here we have a very interesting pasuk, source number five. Vayei. Perek Vav, Pasuk Aleph. So we have Perek Aleph Bet, the question who will be the king. Prakim, Gimel, Dalet, A, organizing the state. Prakim, Vav, Zain, Chet, building up Beit Amigdash. Prakim, Tet, Yud, again, how to build up the state. So now the structure is very clear. It's a sandwich. One side of the sandwich is political aspects of building a Jewish state. The second part of the sandwich is, again, how to build up the political, the state. And in between, we have Beit Amigdash. We cannot separate them, the state and the religion. But now, I want to learn it more in depth. Let's read the first pasuk on Perek Vav. Vayei bishmonim shana v'arba meot shana letzet b'nei Yisrael me'eretz Mitzrayim b'shana ha'reviit b'chodesh ziv u'achodesh ha'sheni l'imloch shtomo al Yisrael v'even abayit l'ashem. This is almost the only place in all the Tanakh that the Tanakh is giving us a very exact date. 480 years after going out of Egypt, on which month? Iyar, we are now Rosh Chodesh Iyar, Shlomo HaMelech started to build up Beit HaMikdash. I will explain why. <coughs> but before a general introduction which can help you to organize Jewish history in a very easy way Jewish history is always but always pieces of 480 years which is 12 times 40 every time 40 is the generation 12 is a very significant number in Judaism. So let's make the calculation. From Abraham Avinu till Yetziat Mitzrayim 480 years. From Yetziat Mitzrayim till <coughs> building up the first temple exactly according to the Pasuk 480 years. From the building of the first temple till the building of the second temple, exactly 480 years. From the building of the second temple till the destruction of the Jewish settlement in the land of Israel, it was after Meret Bar Kochva, 400 and eight years. From the end 
of Meret Bar Kokhba. Till the end of the Talmud, 480 years. From the end of the Talmud till the end of the period of the Geonim, and I want to make clear, we are not now in the period of Geonim, even though that we can see many plaques regarding it, we are not. The Geonim period ended about 1,000 years ago, about 480 years after the end of writing down the Gemara. And I'm not speaking now what was really the process of writing down the Gemara and what was the stages. It's another issue. From the end of the Geonim period, the period of the Rishonim, till the Bet Yosef, the beginning of the period of Achronim, 480 years. From the Bet Yosef, till the establishment of the State of Israel, 480 years. Amazing. Okay, let's go back. 480 years, exactly. On the month of Iyar, Shlomo HaMelech established Beit HaMikdash. Why on the month of Iyar? We can say it's very easy. It's convenience. Winter is over. Take a look outside. <laughs> In Israel. The summer is not coming yet. It's a good time to start to be... Okay. But I have another explanation. My forefathers arrived to Israel on 1808. There was nothing. Seventy years ago, also, we had nothing. But when they arrived, on 1808, there was minus nothing. <laughs> Why they came? The Vilna Gaon sends them. I'm a descendant, thank God, of the sister of the Vilna Gaon. She was the grandmother of my great-grandmother. She was the Rebbe of Me'asherim, as I mentioned. And only to understand why we need, we need to thank God on Yom Ha'atmaut, the Rebbe of Me'asherim, my great-grandmother, passed away, starving to death, 101 years ago. On 1917, First World War, when the Ottomans were in charge of our place. Something happened in between. Wow, Hashem. Anyway, when the Vilna Gaon sent his students, he told them, the Sphira days are very, very special days. Be careful. But two days on these days are very special to establish things. And he put his words on a very interesting pasuk. In Irmiyahu Perek Bet, it's written, Aloch vedibarta beoznei Yerushalayim. Zacharti la chesed neuraich ha'avat klulotaich lechtech acharai bavidbar be'eret lozuch. We have two questions. Yerushalayim have ears to listen? 
הלוך ודיברת באוזני ירושלים. בסדר, ירושלים was escorting God in the desert in יציאת מצרים. זכרתי לחסד נעורייך, אהבת תולותייך, לכתך אחריי במדבר ירושלים. So the cry explains, ירושלים is not ירושלים של מטה. ירושלים is the spiritual meaning of ירושלים, ירושלים של מעלה. And yes, ירושלים של מעלה was escorting עם ישראל. Which meaning of עם ישראל? The spiritual meaning of עם ישראל, כנסת ישראל. And when it was done on ספירת העומר. And now he is giving us a sign, רמז. The gematria of, and it's really real gematria, not like gematria of Chunt and Kugel, which is the same, and if not, take another piece of Kugel. <laughs> This gematria is the real one. Yerushalayim shel Mala, Knesset Yisrael, And Sfirat HaOmer is the same gematria. Check it. Yerushalayim shal Mala, Knesset Yisrael, Sfirat HaOmer is the same gematria, exactly. And he told the students, there are two special days on Sfirat HaOmer. That Knesset Yisrael have a siyata dishmaya to build up Yerushalayim and Eretz Yisrael. One is Kafla Omer, the 20th day of Omer. And we said it more than 200 years ago. It was printed in Yerushalayim 150 years ago. If somebody wants to get it, I will send it to you by email. The second day is Membetla Omer. Kafla Omer and Membetla Omer. This was the day. Which the, which the Gram mentioned to the students. What is Kafla Omer? Ebeiyar. What is Membet Laomer? Kafzain Beiyar. Unbelievable, but it's a fact. So maybe Shlomo Melech knew also this secret. And he decided to establish Beit Amigdash on Chodesh Iyar. We don't know exactly which day on Chodesh Iyar. But this is what he did. It took him seven years to build up Beit HaMikdash. On which month he finished his work. Take a look. Source number six. six uh, source number five. Pasuk Lamed Chet. And the fact that he started on Chodesh Iyar is written twice. It's written on Pasuk Aleph, and it's written again on Pasuk Lamed Zayin. On Pasuk Lamed Chet, we have the date of finishing the work. When it was exact, how we say in Hebrew exact in slang? Bull. No, B'diuk is, is correct Hebrew. Bull is slang. The prophet is using slang. Take a look. What is Yerachbul? Okay, 
after seven years, about seven years, from ER to Cheshvan, it can be seven and a half or six and a half, Shlomo HaMelech finished building up Eit HaMikdash. What is the last step of building up Eit HaMikdash? What is the sign that it's done? What was the sign which we read about yesterday? About the Mishkan. How do we know that the Mishkan is really finished? It's done. The ash is going down and the Anan. When it happened in Beit Amidash, after seven years, what was the act which was the symbol for Ashkenaz Shechina? Taking the Holy Ark inside Kodesh HaKodeshi. We will check when he did it. Be, please be patient. We have another 20 minutes. We will arrive soon. Let's go further. Source number six. A big surprise. Now, King Shlomo <laughs> is building up his palace. For Beit HaMikdash, it took him seven years. How much time it took him to build up the palace? Let's take a look. Source number six, Perek Zayin, Pasuk Aleph. ואת ביתו בנה שלמה שלוש עשרה שנה, ויכל את כל ביתו. Why? So many years. Almost twice. בית המקדש, the national project, seven years. And his private home, thirteen years. Our sages told us that we need to learn from it a principle. And these principles this principle is the right way every generation. Our sages telling us that when he was busy with a national project, he did it fast, seven years. But when it came to his private things, he was lazy, it took him 13 years. It means if you are the prime minister, if you are the king, if you are the president, give more, much more attention to what? To the national needs. It's a good lesson. But it's weird that his own home took him 13 years and Beit Amidash, which is a huge project, took him only seven What is the explanation to it? Second, what is the difference between Beito and Kol Beito. What is the difference? What is Kol Beito? The garden? The swimming pool? What? The lawn? What is Kol Beito? Let's read the Psukim in depth. Vaiven et Beit Yara Levanon. I'm reading Pasuk Bet, source number six. ואיבן את בית יער הלבנון מאה אמה אורכו וחמישים אמה רוחבו ושלושים אמה קומתו ועל ארבעה טורי עמודי ארזים וכרותות ארזים על העמודים. What is בית יער הלבנון? According to the Midrash, what is בית יער הלבנון? 
בית המקדש. The house which makes the sins of the Jews white. לבנון, לבן. But this is the Midrash. According to the Pshat, we are speaking about one of the most biggest rooms in the history of the world. What is the biggest room today in the state? The biggest room. Far away from me. It's in Seattle. The Boeing building. It's one room, almost a mile length, 15 floors, one room. Amazing. In the time of King Shlomo, we couldn't do something like this. But what he built up here, a room, which is Me'ama Orech. Me'ama is 60 meters. And Chamishim Ama Rochav means 30 meters. 60 times 30 is almost two dunam. Two dunam, if an Israeli regular apartment is 100 meters, we are speaking about almost 20 apartments. It's a huge room. And how much high was the ceiling? It's written here. Shloshim Amakomoto means 18 meters, which means six floors. Could you imagine such a room? This was the reception hall. It's not a private place. It's not his living room or his bedroom or his kitchen. This is a national hall. Every king and every queen, and many of them came to visit Yerushalayim in the time of Shlomo Amelech. The reception was there. And it was a magic place. Why magic? I will describe briefly the place. The name Beit Yara Lebanon means the forest of Lebanon. The house of the forest of Lebanon. Why? Because there was pillars. You cannot build up such a huge room in this time without pillars. <coughs> the pillars was for what? For cedars. Arzea Lebanon. On the pillars they, there was, there were mirrors. And try to understand the effect when you are coming inside and it's multiplied by the mirrors, you are getting the effect that you are where? in the forest. Did you ever visited Yerushalayim, the hill of the children in Yad Vashem? If you didn't, you must do it. A genius architect wants to give the feeling what is the meaning of murdering one million and a half children without putting pictures of dead children. So he did something unbelievable. You are going in one person, 
you are going out after 30 seconds another task. Use the mirrors to multiply the candles. The Nerozi Karon. The first one to do something like this for good purposes, to make strong impression on everyone, was Shlomo Amelech. And it's also was a way to show, to show how he is strong with weapons. We have no time to explain it in all details. But we are speaking here about a national monument, not a private home. And this is a part of what? Of the Foreign Affairs Ministry. It's not a private home. It's what we call today in Washington DC the mall. If you want to understand what is America, stand in between the Capitol and Lincoln Monument and you will understand what is America. Around Beit HaMikdash, Shlomo HaMelech built up wonderful magic palaces. This is the list. First, it's Beit Yara Lebanon. Second, is Ulama Amudim, Pasuk Vav. Third, not less important than foreign department, state department, Ulama Kiseh. What is Ulama Kiseh? Ministry of Justice. This is the place of the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is one of the most important symbols for independence. You know, here in the States, the symbol for independence is the Tea Party. Not paying taxes to another region. But really, we have something much stronger. Not to be judged by foreign law is a strong sign of independence. Ministry of Justice is one of the most important parts of what we call in Hebrew Kiryat Melech Rav. Now we can understand why it took 13 years, 70 years after the establishment of the State of Israel, Israel didn't finish to build up in Yerushalayim Kiryat HaMemshalah. It took time. Took money, energy, etc. Shlomo Amelech did it fast in 13 years. But now, I want to ask you a question. He started to build up Bet Amigdash in Chodesh Yav. He finished in Chodesh Cheshwan. When was the celebration? On which date? Tishrei. It's written on source number <laughs> 7, Pasuk Bet. Vayikalu el amelo shlomo kolish Yisrael beyerech haitanim, bechag, this is Sukkot, uachodesh hashvi. So if he finished on Cheshvan, when he celebrated, one month before he finished, or 11 months after he finished. It's strange. Anyway, it's strange. So 
So this is the reason that I want to offer you the next opportunity. Take a look, source number eight. ויהי מקצה עשרים שנה, אשר בנה שלמה את שני הבתים, את בית השם ואת בית המלך. What, how much time it took together? 20 years. What was the last thing which he did to build up בית המקדש? After 20 years, to take inside the holy of holy places, to קודש הקודשים, the holy ark. And this was the test. If he will succeed to put inside the holy ark, it's done. If not, nothing. Everything is nothing. And Chazal gave us a very special description of what happened. Shlomo HaMelech, after 20 years, on which month? On Tishrei. Vayakel, it was Akel. All the nation was there. Now is the test. He wants to finish the job of building up Beit HaMikdash and building up all the facilities of his government. And above everything will be the Shechina. What is the test? To take inside the Holy Ark. And Chazal is telling us that he couldn't open the doors. Try to imagine this moment. He's working 20 years. And now he cannot finish the work. The doors is closed. And what Jews are doing in such a case? Saying Tehillim. And they are saying the first chapter, the second chapter. Till which chapter? What is the end of Perek And the question is, who is Melech HaKavod? You are Melech HaKavod? And the answer is no. And then the gates opened and the fire went down and the Anan went down and everything is okay. So we can see that really you cannot separate religion and state. The end of the process, which means the Shekhinah is above everything, is after 20 years on Tishrei. And we are saying it every Monday morning on Shir Shalyom. Take a look at source number nine, the last page. Shir Mizmor Livnei Korach. גדול השם ומהולל מאוד בעיר אלוהינו. What is עיר אלוהינו? ירושלים. אר קודשו, what is? בית המקדש. Because it's a combination of two things. בית המקדש and all the officers around and it's written. יפה נוף משוש כל הארץ הר ציון, ירכתי צפון קריית מלך רב, what is קריית מלך רב? all the <coughs> ministries, אלוהים בארמנותיה נודע למשגב. We have בית המקדש in the middle and around the palaces which is the symbol for the political side of the Jewish state. 
and now when the kings are coming to Yerushalayim they are If you will read this chapter, you will understand what we learned all this year. It's really a process. We cannot separate between the state <coughs> and Beit HaMikdash. <coughs> this is the idealistic structure of the Jewish state. You know, we are only Rashids we have to know. was even afraid from this statement. But maybe if he was with us today, after 70 years, to see how Mirushalayim came with Torah to all the world, he would agree and to say, yes, it's Rashid, at least Rashid There is a lot of things to be done. Many things, we need to work on it. Baruch Hashem. But meantime, let's say together, Toda Rabba to Hashem. If uh, anyone have any questions, you can ask me now. You can email me. Eretzchenda project of answers is uh, more than uh, 20,000 answers were sent in English. I'm not speaking about the Hebrew answers. And you are more than welcome to enjoy our website, our programs. And Be'ezrat uh, Hashem, we will do many, many good things. I spoke with Rabbi Ari Berman and with Rabbi Glaser how to make the joint venture between uh, YU and the Alexander Strong <coughs> If anyone have any questions, I am here.